Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Love Conquers All Day, Tony. What are your great loves? Tony Kornheiser, family, work, my back tattoo of Mike Fratello. That's okay, a sweet I, you know, I thought I thought you'd gotten rid of you know, Fratello asked me about that the other day, and I, I promised Mike you'd gotten rid of that. No, I've still got it. He's the czar of the telestrator, baby. That's right. He wants something that he can telestrate on. He can tell us straight on my back. No, no, no. It is no. so much fun to go out with him, isn't it, Mike? It is. It, it, it really is. It's great to be out with Patella in Cleveland anyway. I mean, he's like the king of Cleveland. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Clay is injured, Tiger is optimistic, and Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champ. We begin today with the Warriors evening the finals by winning game two last night. Neither team was particularly impressive down the stretch. Woman, you were there. You're all over Instagram. Did you look at that game as the Warriors winning it or the Raptors losing it? The Warriors winning it, Tony. This is what the Warriors do. They have great third quarters. That, as much as any team thing, is their signature. Um, and they've been doing that for five years, just laying waste to teams in the third quarter. They started on a on a 18-0 run in the third quarter last yeah. night, and they'd scored the last four points of the second quarter. That's a 22-0 run. They took control of the game. And Toronto tried their best to climb back in, Tony, but that, yeah. that was sort of a knockout punch from which they could not recover. So this is interesting to me because I'm not saying you're wrong, but I look at it as, as Toronto losing that particular Why? game. Well, their shooting percentage was terrible. It was 37%. They not a single up. player. That defense has something to do with it, sure. Not a single player who got in the game shot even 50%. That's right. You're at home, Mike. You're at home. You've got Clay Thompson out for the last eight minutes of the game. You got no Kevin Durant. You got Steph Curry out for a big chunk early. He's wobbly. He's he not was. even well. Over six. To me, that's a game you pretty much have to win. And I think they lost that game. No, Tony, the other guys are champs. And they, they develop talent over the season, Tony. So you get a kid like Quinn Cook who you might not think of much for a year ago or two years ago or even early this season. And Quinn Cook can come in and get you a couple of threes that are bombs in the fourth quarter. Because you know why? Because he's practicing every day with and against Curry and Thompson and Draymond Green. By the way, you didn't mention Draymond Green wasn't out there because he was out there and he was great. I mean, the passes he finds... You know, Bogut with and Bogut and Boogie, by the way, Tony, that's a combination you have to talk about. Nobody talks about NBA bigs anymore, but those guys combined to give Golden State a great game. Mike, the guy who beat you ultimately is Andre Iguodala, who is 55 years old. It's okay. And there should have been a foul, and the coach is calling for a foul. On green. And nobody is listening. Right. And and you've got to give that foul in that particular time. If I look at this game in hindsight, what I worry about is this, if I I'm Toronto, a team that I think can win the series. But what I worry about is, can they win against the Warriors if Kawhi Leonard does not have a great game? And can Kawhi they win? A pretty borderline great game last night. Tony, you're right about that foul, by the way. I'm what thinking Draymond Green's going to go to the line sure. and have to make two foul shots, yeah. and he doesn't, and they get it to Iguodala. And you're saying, okay, he was like one for 14 in the last couple of games. Made Let it. him shoot it. He Boom. made it. He made yeah. it. And he's like, you know, that shouldn't have happened, I don't think. Champs, the champs, Tony. Let's get deeper into what ails the champs, which is a whole lot. The most concerning of it has to be Clay Thompson's hamstring soreness, which had him limping out of the locker room last night, prompting the question as to whether the dub should turn to Kevin Durant Wednesday in Game 3. 
KD hasn't played since game five of the Houston series, and reports of his readiness vary. Durant was the best player in the postseason before that strained calf took him out. So given all the circumstances, Tony, and what's at stake, would you put KD back on the floor now? No, no, you don't have to. I think by winning game two, that ensures that you don't have to put him back in game three. You may not have to put him back if you win game three in game four. I think if you put him back, it's sort of a panic move. It means you're rushing him. And I've heard Steve Kerr say a number of times, the last thing we're going to do is rush Kevin Durant, right. rush has. him back out there. You mentioned Boogie Cousins just a little while ago. He, he was very effective, but he's, he's not in game shape, and, and Kevin Durant wouldn't be in game shape. Boogie Cousins looks like an elephant out there. He, he's got no particular speed. I, don't, I just think... By winning game two and evening the series, you remove the need to put Durant out there. Yeah, but Tony, if Clay Thompson's out, you have need. And I wouldn't rush him well, back in. Well, you can in. lose the game, and it's okay. You get you game can lose, four. I mean, well, I mean, you can, but Tony, here's the, the point of getting Kevin Durant out there, and you make it with Boogie Cousins. I don't care how Boogie Cousins look. You look at the line last night. He had a good effective. line. And Cousins had to come out there for one game in which he was not effective. He had to play those eight minutes and get himself ready in game two to be effective in game three. I don't expect Kevin Durant, whenever he comes out there, to be effective immediately. He's going to have to have a game to round himself in. Tony, do you want to wait till game five or six when you could really need him and then you don't have a throwaway game? The critical question, obviously, is how hurt is Clay Thompson? Because I think we would agree on this, that if – if you are missing both Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, you You're cannot win. That's You're not fifty win. to fifty-five points. That's right. And, and they have they have proven it's not so much that they can win without Kevin Durant as much as they've proven they can play. They're okay without Kevin Durant. They'd be much better with him. But without Clay Thompson, if that is serious, then Mike, then I don't think they can win. Because I, I don't think Tony, that Kevin Durant's going to play. But there's something we haven't dealt with yet. Let's do it quickly, and that's Kevin Durant's readiness. I mean, I, you hear all kinds of stuff from people saying, well, there's been a month. I don't he think must he's be ready. ready to go. And, Tony, I, I mean, you, th- there are also reports from people who had some access to him that, no, he's not ready mm-hmm. to play Wednesday night, maybe Friday, but not even Friday. So this thing varies. We're going to Mike, we be talked at the beginning of the series, and both you and I said, we don't we think don't he's going to play at no. all. So. I, Tony, I hope he does, but I'm not expecting it. Let's turn to boxing. Over the weekend, the flabby Andy Ruiz stunned the heavyweight world by getting a TKO over the IBF, WBA, and WBO champion and previously unbeaten Anthony Joshua. The contrast in body types could not have been more obvious. Me, I'm thrilled for the fat guy. Will Bond, did the heavyweight division just become better or worse? Worse. I mean, it's cool that Ruiz, I mean, it, that's a very cool story, Tony Ruiz. Right. Who's a, who's a boxer? He's a career guy. That's right. I mean, he's fought. I mean, in the amateur ranks and in the professional ranks, he has fought. Wilder was a, I mean, not Wilder. We'll get to Wilder in a second. Joshua was a late bloomer. But, Tony, Joshua's got a glass chin. This isn't the first time he's been knocked down by somebody you think, well, you can't take him out. He's been knocked down like four times he had, Joshua has. But, Tony, it's not 
it, the, the heavyweight division is hurting because of this. Because projecting forward, they need that division needs a super fight. It needs a fight like the old days with you know Tyson Holyfield or Bo Holyfield. It needs that. And now Deontay Wilder, who calls Joshua a fraud, and he looks like he's completely accurate. That super fight, Tony, yeah. it's diminished. I think. I hope it will happen, but it's diminished. I think boxing is in much better shape because of this. Because I think Andy Ruiz, in his own way, is very charismatic. He's a Mexican-American, which means with the, with the passion that the Mexican-Americans have for the sure. fight game, he can go to the West Coast, he can sell out anywhere. And how about this, Tony, the, the first Coast. heavyweight champ of Mexican descent? Doesn't so that surprise you? So I've got Ruiz, you? I've got Deontay Wilder, I've got Tyson Fury, and I've got Joshua, who deserves a rematch in this. I think this is very good for boxing. I just want to quote, if I could, the great Teddy Atlas on this fight. <laughs> he said of Ruiz... He great. just ruined 100 years of physical ah. fitness. Ah. Jack LaLanne is out of business. And he said, Joshua is like a tall building. In a tall building, there are a lot of windows to break. And this yeah. guy broke all the windows. I, I mean, I, I don't understand why you think this is bad for boxing. This is more heavyweights. People care about Teddy heavyweights. Atlas more heavyweights said, in the said, mix. It said, fit, said fitness back 100 years. That sentence alone ought to convince you. I love this guy. I love watching him fight. He's not Butterbean. He's no, a he's skilled not. fighter. No, I'm happy for him. I want the big heavyweight super fight like the old days, Tony. We well, can now barely you've got go to sleep four at to night choose before. from, and you can build to it. Um, Come on, now you, this is so much right. better than kick fighting. I hope you're. Come on, you know I'm not twenty-five an MMA pound guy. guys kicking each other in the face. We're not MMA guys. I just hope you're right in the scenario you just painted. When we last checked in on the Stanley Cup final, Jordan Bennington had even the series with the Bruins, and the Blues had every reason to believe he could carry them to their first cup. But then came a disastrous game three when he gave up five goals and was yanked in a route to a 7-2 Boston victory. Now comes game four and St. Louis has to put him right back in net to face a carnivorous Bruins attack, particularly on the power play. Should the Blues, Tony, feel confident with him between the pipes tonight? Confident? Are you crazy? No. You just went over the statistics. He gave up five goals. They had to yank him from that game. Like, I No. I understand Craig Berube loves him. I understand that he plucked him off the bench and the guy's been great. I understand he's had bounce-back games. This is an absolute must-win for the St. Louis Blues at home where they're not very good. And you're asking me to be confident. He started out the season. Let me get this straight. On the San Antonio Rampage, that could be a team in the AF for all we know. No. Confidence, no. Wrong. He's 6-2 and two in the playoffs, Tony, after a loss. So he may lose, but he's also your stopper. 12-2 and two on the season after losing. Okay? Now, I, I realize, look, the first thing they have to do in St. Louis is stop taking Give stupid penalties. Give up five. Stop. Five what? Five goals. He gave up five goals. He yanked And them. he's also 6-2 and two and 12-2 and two in the playoffs and regular season after a loss. Mike. So, yes, they're going to have – Tony, they have no alternative but to be confident and prop him up and stop taking the stupid penalties. You're, Tony, your best shorthanded attack has to be your goaltender being great. They and have theirs. no choice but to put him in, and he's a great story. He was like eighth on the depth chart. He's a great story. But you know what? The Bruins are 5-0, and oh, five in a row on the road. In those yeah. five in a row, they've outscored the opposition 20-4, to four, and the Blues are bad at home. They're 5-6 at home. Let me tell you this home. right now. 
right now. The Blues are going to win tonight. Win tonight to even the series. And Bennington's going to be great. There you go. Put your money down. Uh, Put your money down. Here, here. Wait, let me get some money. Get some money. Boom. Your money's down. Let's take a break, but still to come, Matt Scherzer refused to come out of the game. How does that make Davey Martinez look? Oh, the Nationals. Oh, they're so funny. Should Tiger feel good about the U.S. Open after his top ten finish at the Memorial? Money. I got five bucks on the Bruins tonight. That's five. a lot of confidence. Five bucks. That's what, do you really... got? what do you got on, on the Blues? I'll put a hundred. Geico presents Yikes, another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. It's completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. It's mail time, and as always, all of the questions are sent in by legendary actress Angela Lansbury. Let me get the first one. Mail time! Angela Lansbury, really? Did Davey Martinez look smart or soft for not pulling Max Scherzer when he wanted to? Well, I'm going to give you most of the time on this because this is so near and dear to your heart. I'm just going to say first he probably looked soft, and then after Scherzer said, get out of here... Then he looked smart because it turned out okay because he struck out the, the ensuing batter. But you tell me what you think, Mr. Nat. This is exactly what I think, that Davey Martinez knew that he was going to go out there and Max was going to tell him to turn around and go back into the dugout and scream, no, I'm not coming out, and then strike out Joey Votto, which is exactly what happened with his 120th pitch of the game. And then you get to Sean Doolittle opening up the ninth inning, which is what Davey Martinez wanted. Max Scherzer, and you know I think this, is the most competitive the best teammate, the biggest star in all of sports in Washington, D.C. And I think this worked out very well for Max Scherzer and for Davey Martinez. And I haven't been kind to Davey Martinez. He knew what was going to happen. That was fine. By the way, Will Vaughn, that is the sixth time in his career he's had 15 or more strikeouts. It's an unbelievable number. Here we go. How should Tiger Woods feel heading into the U.S. Open? I mean, look, I know that everything went well yesterday, Tony. All the numbers say he's on another uptick. Physically, if he feels as he looked yesterday, that's the most important factor. I mean, he's got to feel pretty good. And I know going to Pebble, that makes him feel great. He loves Pebble Beach. But, you know, he's going to go in there with some monsters, Tony, in great form so I, 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 he's got to be cautiously optimistic. This is, this is what I want to get to, what you just said. He's going in there with some monsters. Tiger said the other day that he wants to return to a more traditional U.S. Open. He wants the rough to be very, very thick, and he wants the fairways to be narrowed. And you'd say, well, why would he want that? Because he sprays the driver. Well, the reason he'd want that is he won't use driver. He'll use an right. iron or he'll use a yes. three wood, and he'll, he'll land that. it correctly. Whereas the Brooks Kepkes and Dustin Johnsons of the world... They try to overpower everything. And if you have really thick rough, really thick rough, it does not work for them. So that was, it's strategic by Tiger, and I think he should feel good heading in. I do. Nail this. Hope you're right. Again. Does Saquon Barkley's praise elevate Daniel Jones in your mind? No, not in my mind. 
Nothing that happens in OTAs, nothing that can happen in football in May or June or whenever this took place can elevate anybody in my mind. But, it, it, I mean, this is good for Jones and his mind and his psyche. You know, as a rookie quarterback, as a guy who was, like, partially booed at the when he was drafted. Yeah. Good for him and good for Saquon Barkley to jack pump his boy up. But elevate him in my mind, no. It elevates him in my mind, and especially when he says this guy's going to win two Super Bowls for us, and then you're going to think it was a great draft pick. The one person I think who would look at this and go, what is this guy talking about is Eli Manning. Because right. it sounds like he's saying, Eli Manning, take a hike right now. We're putting Daniel Jones in there. Well, and the club w- said that by drafting this kid. Barkley, because he was the offensive rookie of the year, I believe, he's got a stature that a lot of people, that they don't have. And remember, the Giants were probably intrigued by him because the same guy, David Cutcliffe, who coached Eli in college, coached Daniel Jones yeah. in college. So I, I think it remember, did elevate him. It's the first one. week of June. Not October. Did Louisville's closer deserve a four-game suspension? Tony, this is incredible. And it's a four-game suspension. It's sort of automatic. Look at this pitch. I thought this was inside. But nonetheless, you know, the kid says that was horrible. This is out of sequence. He didn't throw his hands up right away to the umpire. He sort of took the pitch back, the ball back from the catcher. He walked behind home, behind the mound, behind the rubber, and he just got tossed. And that is awful. I mean, the reaction by the umpire was an overreaction, and there should have not been this kind of suspension. After the ball is thrown back, you'll see the pitcher turn around. And when he does that, Blue throws him. What is he, Joe Cowboy Joe West? That's absurd. So the problem that I have with this is that it's an automatic four-game expulsion, which seems too much. The kid didn't say, you're horrible. The kid didn't say, you need to die by 5 right. o'clock tonight. He didn't go cap, bill it a cap to bill it a cap. Now, and now now they won. Louisville won today, but they had a two-run lead in the last inning, and their new closer couldn't hold it. And they had to win in the bottom. I, I, I just think the expulsion is Successive. too much. Successive. It's just too it much. And so was Blue's reaction. Enough Stop. of Angela's emails, but thank you, Angela. Loved you in so many movies. Manchurian Candidate. Let's take one last break, but still to come, Zlatan demands your attention. And a memorable day in the career of Sammy Sosa. Loved her Tony, also in Murder, She Wrote. Did you watch that? Murder, yeah, she wrote? but I, I got to ask you. I don't want to ask. I got to wait till we go to break. Angela Lansbury, blank or blank? You know what I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna go. Oh, very much, very much. The second one, ninety-two oh, years That's, old. Acting good to hear. Still. Good to hear. Yes, yeah, I know what the blank or blank. Happy time, people. Happy thirty-third birthday, Rafael Nadal. Nadal is through to the quarters in the French Open, which he has won an amazing 11 times. No man has as many wins at a single major as that. Only Margaret Court has 11 in a major, in her case, the Australian Open. Nadal may be the biggest draw left in Paris as Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka went out over the weekend. Well, you don't think Joker gets any fans no. watching him? By the no, way, when Margaret like Court was dominating the Aussie Open, Tony, it was a limited field. People couldn't even travel to get there. Not-so-happy anniversary, Sammy Sosa. On this day, 16 years ago, you were ejected from a game after you shattered your bat in the first inning, exposing a hollowed-out barrel and cork all over the infield. Then Cubs manager Dusty Baker said he didn't want to rush to judgment until, quote, all the evidence was in, unquote. The evidence was in. It was all over the infield. Sosa was ultimately suspended for seven games. Defend your boy. Why is that such a bad thing when the ball is juiced now, Tony? 
They string that thing so tight, it's juiced. Happy trails to a shutout for the New England Revolution. PTI's favorite soccer player, the Zlatan, ruined the oh, shutout with this bicycle that. kick goal. The cool thing about this is that the Zlatan passed it to himself in setting up the bicycle kick. Now, Wilbon, what is your theory on bicycle kicks again? Don't you think that any junior high school kid can do this? High school, it's not a theory. Just go to any high school game. Any good high school player can, can, can execute a bicycle can, kick. Can they pass it to themselves off their no. own chest and then turn no, around and, and do probably, that? They probably can't get it past a goaltender, of the, a goalkeeper of that quality either. But just the actual bicycle kick? Yeah. Look at all the videos, all the home videos posted. Every kid you're can de- do. You're diminishing the Zlatan. It's like hitting a three. Diminishing it's no- it's him. Nothing. No, Let's go to the big finish. I'm done with this. Let's the do Twins it. took three or four from the Rays and are now league best 40 and 18. That is a big deal. Several big division leads. That's the biggest one uh, in the Central, Tony, and over Cleveland and the White Sox. Wow. Roger Goodell said today four preseason games may no longer be necessary. What does that mean to you? I think it means that they'll go to 18 regular season games and get rid of these stupid exhibition games completely. I think you have to expand the roster because there are safety issues, but I think people want 18 games and not four of these dopey exhibition games. Going to 18 is selfish and greedy, and it makes the NFL a fraud for campaigning about health. Well, you won't. Calvin Johnson says he won't make up with the Lions until the team gives him the million dollars it took back when he retired. Does that make sense? You asked my question. My I name did. is on that question. Okay. If they took a million dollars from him, he ought to get it back. Now I'll ask you a question. Liverpool what? beat Tottenham in the Champions League final. What turned the game, in your opinion? I have no idea what turned the game, Tony. They, it was a, they were dominant after that uh, penalty kick early in the game, two minutes in. You get last another one. one. UCLA last versus one. Oklahoma for the college softball World Series. Hot shot, who you got? The Sooners beat a certain Northwestern Wildcat team, so I'm rooting for Oklahoma. Rachel Garcia was great yesterday, pitching and hitting. Out of time, trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the app or Apple.